This is the sluggo. Slant and go. Georgia Tech, Florida State. If you're going to ruin this show by doing research, Notre Dame. My dentist is a Notre Dame grad. Definitely smells winter winter storm gale or something of something of that nature. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that we were given winter storms names anymore. But yeah, we got a little snow. It's already coming up. I was in the basement most of the day working. Didn't realize it was snowing. Get upstairs and there's white all over the ground. So yeah, we're expecting 16 to 24 inches of snow here in the Northeast. Um, not fun. Not fun. Well. I know you told me earlier, this is a surprise to me. You're born and raised in New Jersey and you don't like the cold. Hate it. Hate it. 12 years in Florida, eight years in South Carolina. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd much rather, I fit in much more um, down that way. Huh. Okay, cool. Well, as you can see, I am rocking the Coleman college shirt tonight. <laughs> and here's an interesting story. I say, well, Coleman College, I've never heard of that. Let me look that up on the old interweb. And it started off like this. Coleman College was. Uh. (laughs) So it is defunct, San Diego, California, but they are defunct now. So I think I got the last shirt on the way out. Coleman College. And I'm wearing (laughs) this. Don't tell Zach, but I'm wearing this because I am going to school him. He's going to Coleman College today on the picks. What are you wearing tonight? I got a little uh, super mucker, you know, in our picks that I haven't really been doing so well. You know, saying it nicely, I haven't really been doing so well with. Uh, but I am a mucker. It's part of Muckfest is part of the MS Society. And uh, I got this shirt for doing, I believe, three years in a row at the time. That's all that we were able to do it. So uh, I'm a super mucker. And <laughs> all my friends and my one really, really, really good friend um, that is a MS warrior is uh so i'm wearing it for her tonight pretty cool pretty cool yeah yes and kevron says already give you a shout out saying he's hey. the best he's the best so he's we know he's coming you know it's always <laughs> nice to have him we appreciate it how you doing kevron be safe yes sir certainly will absolutely hey uh why don't you give the folks a little update on things we got going on we're working behind the scenes i know a lot of people may not believe that but we have jobs and you've been working really hard on some other aspects of, of enhancing this show over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So I had the opportunity. I actually was one of those people that, uh, sorry, trying to start a watch party here for the show. Um, I'll get it right. One of these weeks, we're only 28 weeks in, but yeah, so I, I responded to an ad and like we had drew Watts from, from fifth quarter. And I asked him how he was able to get on fifth quarter. Similar, similar idea for Sideline Sports and College Sports Network. It's spelled, college spelled with a K. Um, Sideline Clemson, they've, they've asked me to write a little bit for them. And uh, they definitely want to be some sort of affiliate down the line with us and, and hopefully maybe even grab the Seldom Use Reserve Network. Um, but I've asked, and you know, I'm, I'm now doing the Clemson Twitter. I'm in charge of the Clemson Twitter for Sidelines Clemson. So... I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the opportunity to write again because I love it. It's a passion of mine. So it's something that uh, I know you and I, Marty, have been talking about getting yep. into. We can't necessarily do it every day, but it is, uh, you know, it's social media. So it's relatively easy to, to kind of get involved and, and regurgitate some stuff. But I also want to come up with some my own stuff as well. So excited about the partnership that, that they've offered me and afforded me. And uh, yeah, we're, we're excited to get the, the, the mix in here with Sluggo. Yeah, good deal. Um, and, and I've shared with you before, back in the day, before we met, I had three, two, three, four people working at, not working, contributing to Seldom Muse Reserve. And we had video reviews, which Matt Wilczewski's done a couple of times this year. Um, Chris did great. Uh, Chris, who he had on, Tiger Commenter on mm-hmm. Twitter, did great, great recruiting stuff. Um, you know, life got in the way. It's kind of like that old song, you know, uh, Susie quit and Johnny got married and, you know, <laughs> kids started happening and all that stuff. And my kid was getting to an age where he was more interactive, right? He didn't want to sit around and watch cartoons anymore, never watch cartoons, but he wanted to go outside and play. So it just became too much. And it, it went away because, you know, we weren't making any money or where we couldn't make a living at it for sure. So 
But anyway, that sounds good. You and I have talked. You love to write. Um, it's a struggle for me. <laughs> it's a struggle for me. So uh, throwing out highlights is kind of what I've stuck to. But, hey, you never know what will come of it. Um, so congrats, and we'll see what where that leads down the road. We got balls in the air for the uh-huh. show. The one thing we have agreed on, though, is that we really, really enjoy doing this every Wednesday night. And we have a lot of fun. And we have plans to continue even after major college season because I, I was scrolling, scrolling through some stuff the other day and I saw where the Citadel does have a spring schedule. So maybe there will be football in the spring for us to talk about, but there'll be Clemson basketball and college basketball and college baseball, which we both love. As I was saying to you the other day, it's so nice to have somebody else that's passionate about college baseball um, that – you know, we can talk about college baseball because it's kind of an afterthought to most football fans in reality. Absolutely. And I, and I think I'm, I, I've surprised and shocked some people that when I say that I absolutely love uh, Clemson football, right? I absolutely love Clemson football. I like Clemson baseball more. I don't know why. I loved going to it as a student. When I lived down in Greenville, I would go as often as I could. Uh, usually go into a Tuesday night game, and then the weekend I'll at least go to two. I would travel to Miami, to Charlotte, to Jacksonville. I went all over the place, made, made some really good friends with some former players. Uh, I just love I love college baseball, man. It's real. It's raw. It's fun. It's it's fantastic. It's Most of those guys aren't going pro, so it's a lot of fun to see the real um, amateur baseball. And, and that ping of the bat, I'm sorry. I love major league <laughs> baseball too, but there's something sweet about that ping of the bat from a college kid, man. Love it. Hey, tell uh, the folks at Cylon they've got one follow there. <laughs> we appreciate so, it. So it worked yeah. out. Hey, yeah, I love college baseball, too. I was a baseball player in high school. Uh, one of my best friends in the world played for the University of South Carolina. He was All-American there and, and made it to the majors. Had a couple of cups of coffee and actually has a one-one game in the majors as a pitcher. One of my other friends, speaking Nelson, giving us a shout-out there or uh, – Played at, Co- uh, played at Coastal. I think he appeared in two games. And uh, uh, a future major leaguer came along, and he never saw the field again. But uh, he still lettered at Coastal Carolina. So pretty cool there. I really, really love college baseball. We've spoken over the last uh, few days about it, and I've had some interaction with Monty Lee. Uh, nothing, not, not a greater guy in the world. Uh, talked to him on Twitter about some stuff. Really, really good guy. So. Um, I love college baseball too, so it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, and thanks, Steve Nixon, for checking in. We appreciate you. You know, I'm not an SEC guy. Him and I worked together years ago, and uh, we definitely battled a little bit on the phone and whatnot about college football. So, sorry, Steve. You know, you know where my loyalty lies. But yes, and to answer Nelson Wilhite, we absolutely will talk college softball. I'm not into it as much as I should be yet. I did follow Clemson softball last year, and they're exciting. So i um, got a couple of the girls that are followers on the sidelines uh, page, so I'm excited to get get in, dive deep into that. Cool. It was kind of a magical run last year. I was even following a, a little bit of it. And I think the game has changed and improved over the last several years. It's not – you know, every game was one to nothing for about 10 years, yeah. right? <laughs> it's kind of like soccer. <laughs> but anyway, we'll follow it all, and we're going to continue. It's not going to end with college football season. I don't know how Sluggo – well, Sluggo could work with baseball, but um, not sure how to work with basketball. But uh, we'll figure we'll it keep, out. We'll figure it out. Who knows? May change your name. Who, who, who knows? What's up? Hey, Casey, early signing day. Now, I had a busy day. You had a busy day. We talked about this. Um I was all over the city for the first time since March, a couple cities, matter of fact. Um, uh, yeah, I was getting my car service, and the guy said something, something. I said, yeah, well, I think I've driven 200 miles since March, so I've had to come in, right, to get a service. Today was the day because headlight out and all that stuff. But anyway, so I had a busy day. Couldn't pay much attention to uh, the signing day stuff, and Nelson kept me up to date. Thank you, Nelson, as you always do. Appreciate that. Um, but I did notice here at the end of the day, Alabama and Ohio State are far and away in the lead. Now, I'm using the rivals data. I realize you may use something else. We haven't had a chance to, to talk before for the show, but Alabama had 23 commits and Ohio State had 21. They kind of separated themselves from three, four, and five. 
But if you look at it another way, which I always try to do, Ohio State's average commit was 3.95 stars. Georgia was 3.9, and Clemson was 3.89. So that was one, two, and three as far as the number of average stars. So Clemson was right there with those guys, just not as many. Everybody above Clemson uh, had, I think Clemson was fifth in the points. Everybody above them had at least two more commits, which kind of explains why they were fifth. Um, but let me read you off some of the Clemson highlights here, because this is the way I, I look at it. And we did this when we started the show, but Clemson had the number one, again, this is per rival, the number one inside linebacker, Derek Carter, the number 10 wide receiver, Bo Collins, the number one all-purpose back, Will Shipley, the number four defensive tackle, Peyton Page, the number eight running back, Phil Maffa. hope I'm saying that right, Phil, the number seven inside linebacker, Jeremiah Trotter, the number one center, Ryan Linthicum, the number six offensive guard, Marcus Tate, and the number four tight end, Jake Brenningstool. I hope I'm saying that right, Jake. So that's half of the Clemson class of 18. That's nine of them. And they're all at least in the top 10, most in the top eight of their position group. Not a bad haul. No, and there's other guys that you didn't name. And actually, I did a little uh, crash course on these kids before we came on. And I do call them kids. I know they're young men. But even the guys beyond the, the ones you named, and, and maybe they're not. And I follow rivals in 24-7. Those are the, those are the two that I really will, will follow. I did get a, a wave and a shout-out from former Clemson Tiger. You may remember him and love him as I did. Theo Mugros. He was a five-star, if not in in uh, in in rivals. He was a five-star in my heart. Really good guy. Was a friend in college. So he just said hello. So I just wanted to make sure I gave him a shout. But back to the Clemson recruiting. Zaire Patterson was a guy that once Corey Foreman um, decided to uh, pull back on his co- verbal commitment. Clemson landed right away. Really raw kid. Really tall, strong defensive end. But I mean, some of these guys they got Troy Stellato. Wide receiver. They got three wide receivers. The thing that really jumped off the page to me was that Dakari Collins is six foot five, six foot five, two hundred pounds. And I mean, these kids are. We're just reloading, and they're all four stars. So, like, I was looking at your at your number one this, number one that, number ten this, number ten that, and then I'm looking down the list, and I'm looking at you know even Bubba Chandler, four star quarterback that JP Priester brought up to us a couple uh, a couple weeks ago. Cade Denhoff is a, is a defensive end. Who's another three, four star kid. Um, the Nate Wiggins that just that just flipped from LSU is a four star kid. I mean, you just go down the list. Andrew Makuba. I could go on for days. Well, actually, a couple more minutes as I'm apt to do. But there's a four star, four star, four star, four star kid. Clemson is doing okay on the recruiting trail. And if the rec- if the recruiting rankings hold, it'll be seven straight years of a top ten recruiting class. And every Dabo Sweeney class that he has signed since 2008 has won an, at least one ACC championship. Some nice well, bets to have. No doubt. And here's what we know. Those 18 kids are going to be all high-character kids, and they're likely either uh, going to finish their career at Clemson or, you know, sometimes they end up somewhere else. It's You know, it, it happens. But – they're all high quality, high character kids, and they have a good time, and and they they enjoy being at Clemson. They want to be there, and hopefully, you know, it'll work out for all of them. But the numbers say it probably won't. But they'll go like Chase Bryce and have a career somewhere else, and maybe somewhere else. But here's um, a stat that Theo just gave to me. I don't know if you can see his comments. I have them on 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 my phone. He just said the transfer portal. Uh, is going to kill college football. There's already 420 players in the portal. Um, also will have a huge impact. Uh, yeah, currently 420 players looking to move. That's a huge number. Yeah, and I think and Nelson brought that up earlier in the week and we were chatting and, and um, I said, you know, remember Dabo Sweeney saying that and kind of saying this is – this isn't the great, greatest thing in the world. And everybody jumped on this case like they do. Say, what about the kids going anywhere they want to? There's a drawback to that. There's very, there's a lot of positives. You know, um, uh, Chase Bryce, as we talked about, um, the other other players from Clemson getting a chance to play somewhere else. Shaq Smith comes to mind. But there's also drawbacks because because kids go, they leave the school they're committed to. They think they're going to get all these offers, and I've 
understand that a lot of them don't get any offers, you know, and some of them think it's better somewhere else and it's not. And they end up at three or four schools and they get a reputation. Hey, I'm all for let them move if they want to move. I'm just saying it's not all positive. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I like the one free move, you know, as they, as they say, when coaches are free to just up and leave a kid that they sat in the living room of a parent and promised that they'd be there for four years or beyond. And now they're up and free to move without any repercussion, really. In fact, they get paid most of the time if they, if they leave or, or pay a buyout. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. Heck, I want that. I mean, anyway, I could go off on that too, but uh, that the, the four, the 420 kids should have a free move where they're able to play right away. Just my opinion. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. I'm just saying it's not all, it's not all it's cracked up to be because not everybody that goes in that portal is going to, going to end up starting somewhere else or, or be successful somewhere else. Whereas if they stayed, things could have been different. As you see, Clemson's used how many deep on the linebacker chart the last couple of weeks, you know, three, four guys. I was like, well, who, who's that dude? I don't even know who he is, you know, 10 games into the season because he's needed to play. All right. So that's kind of a wrap. Anything else you got for signing day? I don't think so. I'm excited about this class. I can't wait to see Will Shipley. I made the comment on Chopping Beef early on in that show that this kid looks small. And then I saw a picture without a shirt, and it was just like, he's not small at all. And then I saw him run, and it was like, oh, my God, he's fast. So I'm really excited to see him. And then the other running back, Phil Mafa, Mafa, whatever, however, I'm sorry, we'll get it right. We'll know you. Uh, once Don Munson says it one time, we'll, we'll know how to say it. But I like him because he really reminds me of a James Davis. It really feels like we're in this class, we're getting a thunder and lightning because of how quick and shifty and all-purpose Will Shipley seems to be in film. And then you got Phil Maffa, who's got the speed of a James Davis to break away, but he'll also go between the tackles and knock somebody down. He's he's 220 pounds, plus once he gets into the weight room, he's going to be probably even a little bit bigger at six feet. I'm just excited about him, obviously, because I'm – talking to him and squeezing the football like it's a, like it's my job well i asked remember when we had when we had jp on a couple of weeks ago i asked him about who's going to be the next travis etn like there could be one right um and i didn't even think you know will shipley didn't come to mind but obviously um he's certainly a candidate not to be the next travis etn but to help fill those shoes and hopefully the two of those plus what's currently on campus uh can 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 do that now jp still owes me a 2022 quarterback preferably a five-star <laughs> <laughs> preferably a five-star because if you think about it you're going to have you know assuming trevor takes the jets up on 50 million or whatever um you're going to have two years left of dj probably and then in let's see with that 21 and 22 so in 23 that's going to leave an opening there and as good as Trevor was as a true freshman, as good as DJ is as a true freshman, I'd like the guy to have some experience with the next guy because if they're truly once-in-a-generation players, Trevor, for instance, um, the next one's not likely to be. I said the same thing, though. Let me tell you. I said the same thing when Vince Young left Texas. I told my Texas buddies, ha-ha, you know, good luck getting another Vince Young. Who walks in the door but Colt McCoy? Now, not Cole McCoy for the Redskins. Cole McCoy for the University of Texas was really a special college football player. So it can certainly happen. All right, Beef, let's talk about last week. And, you know, really boring games early. Um, not a lot going on. It got a little more interesting as the day went on. Coastal was struggling and back and forth and ended up pulling it out. But Florida lost. You know, Florida lost for the second time this year. Now, I don't have any rants today, but a little birdie told me, Somebody has a rant today about well, Florida. I don't know if it was the snow, the soft white pillowy snow that's falling from outside my window right now that's going to soften me up as well because I really started thinking about it. When you when you put the, uh, the Google Doc together and I was looking down and trying to add some two cents here, I really had a rant because Florida only dropped one spot in the polls, in, in the um, college football playoff poll, the committee, only dropped them one spot after losing to a woeful – LSU team. Now that team showed up on on Saturday night. I I actually enjoyed watching them. 
maybe a little addition by subtraction for some of the guys that they lost. But I could only imagine what they would have had if they had Jamar Chase catching footballs from uh, uh, what the heck's his name? Mitchell. No, it's not Scott Mitchell. It's the other one. Brad Johnson's kid. Uh, Zach jo- Brad Johnson. Yeah. Anyway, um, kid quarterback. Throws- <laughs> quarterback. Max Johnson. That's what his name is. But he. he- Kid throws a throws a shoe, you know. It's just that that gets all the all the headlines that he lost the game, but that game shouldn't have been that close. The line was like twenty four and a half points. It was extremely large, and it should have been a blowout. Like I, I think Dan Mullen made a mistake by sitting Kyle Pitts. I think he figured, oh, we can we're we're going to blow this team out without him, without our best player. We'll just keep him out. Maybe maybe you know rest some bumps and bruises. But I hate the fact that they only dropped one spot. And then I started thinking about it. And I said, well, if they beat Alabama, it sets the the committee up to say that they have, well, it's a two-loss conference champion, but the SEC champion is close enough to the top four that they could make a case for them to get in. Which, I guess, as I'm saying that out loud, because I was thinking about it before, (laughs) I was like, I was softening on it. But as I'm saying it out loud, a two-loss SEC championship team a, they're not going to win, so it doesn't matter. But B, they're actually going to try to put them into the playoff? <sighs> ah, I hate it, man. I hate this ranking crap. I do too. I, you know, I don't have a rant about this, but I don't understand why they just don't rank the teams as they should be ranked and, and not worry about how many SEC teams get in there. I know why I do this, but I'm just saying – you know, how many SEC teams are in there or what happens if this happens and that happens? We want this team closed. We want to make sure Cincinnati didn't get in, you know, bull, just rank them the way they should be ranked. You know, if you see Florida as the sixth best team, okay. But, and, and my point would be, and I didn't even look at this, so I don't know if this is a true fact or not, but my point would be, who would you rank over Florida, right? Are, are you just ranking other teams ahead of them because Florida lost or you rank, you know, I mean, there's got – you know what I'm saying? I do. I, I, yeah, I mean, you, you have to look at the teams that are right behind them and are they better. You know, I would argue that Cincinnati might be, but it's not as clear-cut for me. And I know we have some folks that go crazy when we try and say anything, whether it's here or on in the Facebook group about, well, maybe the, you know, the, the uh, group of five teams shouldn't really be ranked that high. And they go – crazy you know for you know uh coastal carolina's 10 and 0 in the top 10 but really i mean are they one of the top 10 teams in the country when you look at it are they going to be ohio state or clemson or alabama or, or any of those teams sorry nelson love coastal carolina just not sure they should be you know considered for a playoff them or cincinnati for that matter and theo is is my uh is my um audience member of the night here but he said i love the 14 playoff and it's so true the four because once you get to eight you know i i think four is where it needs to be everyone's talking about expansion there does although seem to be a no place for a group of five team i think it was pretty obvious when they when they ranked cincinnati at at nine this week so even if they were to expand you're still not making a as as a group of five which is sad you have a two loss team ahead of them I just don't – I don't like that, uh, you know, that visual, I guess. So – and Georgia's still in the top ten. Yeah, no no doubt. But I think four is definitely the place where it needs to be. This year with that enigma, we made it a joke way back when, 3-0 and Ohio State in, in the playoff. We I bring it up every week because it's it's coming to fruition with 6-0 and Ohio State over some teams that have played 10-11 games. So it, it, it's, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun still. I had that conversation with Parker, my 14-year-old son, for those who don't know, about how many teams is the right number in the playoff. I voted for four because once you start, you know, it's not going to end the debate, right? Because if there are eight, people are going to say, well, how about number nine? You know, then Coastal will be wanting to get into the playoff, right? Because they're number nine and they really think they should be in. And it it never ends the debate. It hasn't in basketball as much as they grow that uh, playoff. So, um, I think four is the right number because look at it. Look who you start getting down there at number eight. You know, you'll have Cincinnati likely to get crushed by somebody. You'll have two lost teams and maybe, you know, in certain years you could have a three lost team in the playoff and it, it just doesn't seem right. I think four is the right number. You start watering it down and you get 
what NBA, you get teams under 500 in the playoffs. We're going to see teams with zero wins in bowl games, or at least two in South Carolina is going to take theirs, right? So I agree. I think four is the right number. Speaking of two lost teams in the playoffs, Iowa State has an opportunity on Saturday to crush my, I don't know if he's my, I guess boyfriend. <laughs> my boyfriend, Spencer Rattler. He's I told you I'm a man crush. I'm breaking up. He does not win Saturday. I'm breaking up for 66 reasons. That's an inside joke, folks. And uh, Iowa State, should they be in if they beat Oklahoma? You know, I, I the sticking point with Iowa State for me is, and, and as much as I would love to see them, but there's, I guess it's a part of me that wants to see somebody fresh and new, right? I, I, I haven't seen Iowa State. Yes, I'm a Clemson guy. I want to see my Clemson Tigers in there. Of course, Alabama's you know, the cream of the crop, so you want to see them in there. Ohio State, you kind of want to see in there as well, even though their fan base struggles at times. Even you, looking at you, Tom Gladyshevsky. But um, no, they, I, I would like to see Iowa State in there. But the thing that's really hanging me up on it is losing to Louisiana. Now I know you shouldn't hold the team accountable for a, a loss early in the season, first game of the year. You don't really know what you have. You maybe had some COVID issues this year. You know they have the excuses that could be endless, but they still lost to a Louisiana team. Beating Oklahoma with a two-loss Oklahoma team, it's still a feat because as good as Oklahoma has looked recently, right? So I would I would argue that if the, if there's some chaos that goes on, that maybe, you know, if, if Clemson beats Notre Dame by a lot, maybe an Iowa State beats Oklahoma and maybe Northwestern gives Ohio State a game, Florida beats Alabama. I mean, maybe maybe the chaos that we all lo- love to hate as Clemson people. But maybe if that happens, then we do see Iowa State. But I think it's still going to take a lot for them to get in. But yeah. quite honestly, I know I talked around around the, the question a little <laughs> bit. I, I would love to see them in. I, I would, even at two losses. I'm not I don't know where so they sure. fit, though. Yeah, but one of the I wanted to say one thing in that you talked about a two loss Oklahoma, but one of those losses was to Iowa State. So, I mean, part of the reason they have two losses is because Iowa State beat them. So, I mean, it's kind of a you know I heard a great a great uh, statement on on I think it was the Cover Three podcast Nelson and I listen to and often talk about text about is that the committee is just gonna they're putting teams where they they're putting them, and they change the justification every week, right? Uh, we haven't seen Cincinnati in a couple of weeks, so we're going to drop them down. Meanwhile, Ohio State's played one game since November 21st, and they're still in the top four. You know, they they make it up as they go. They put them where they want to, and they're going to continue to do that. Um, so I don't even I, – I pay attention to it, but let me tell you, I was watching basketball when the ranking show came out last night. I mean, well, this is the perfect year to do something like that because money is not really going to be an issue. I mean, it is already a major issue. But what I mean is that you're not getting fans at the Rose Bowl. So that money's already lost. So there's a, so you don't have to say necessarily that you need an Ohio State in there. In my opinion, you're still going to get eyes if there's a blue blood or a, a recent blue blood in there. I, you know, this, of all years to, to not play the biases, if there are any, which the optics seem like there may be, this would be the year to do it, but it doesn't look like – it just seems like that all the biases are right out there in front of you. I mean, yep. you know, Ohio State playing six games and SEC being set up to to get Florida in there if they win. It, it just – it's too it's too obvious this year. And the other thing that's obvious is, as you said earlier, is that group of five might as well give it up because if Cincinnati and Coastal don't make it, which they're not going to, there's, you know, really no use. It's it's kind of strange for those guys. They're not playing for anything. Uh, excuse me. They're playing for conference championships, but that's it really for them. Then a bowl game to play somebody. But, I mean, you know, what what do you play for? You play for a championship. So, I don't know. It seems seems weird. It seems like we should have a Power 5 champion, well. a group of 5 champion in a FCS yeah. F- CS champion. All right, before we get on to the picks, I see Zach Fox is in the waiting room. Let's talk about Army Navy. It was um interesting game. Oh, four dollars now. Four. <laughs> it was a unique game. I will say. I looked at the stats afterwards because I heard during the game that um, somebody, one of them, I, 
I think it was Navy had more penalties than first downs at one point. And um, they ended up, the two teams, I read them off to Parker, they combined for like 279 yards to two of them. That's like a quarter for Clemson or Ohio State or something. But it was still an intriguing game, you know, for for what it is. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's great. It's great. The commercials are great. You know, you almost need a tissue every time that you're you're playing. Mm-hmm. Just the great stories that are back behind it. I mean, it's 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 America. It, it is America. It's great. I watch it every year. I have family uh, that that went to Army. Um, heck, the soccer field I believe is named after one of my cousins. So I, I I was locked into Army. I have great friends that went to Navy and used to watch. In at Clemson, they transferred to Clemson, so I would watch with him and and them. So, you know, I just love the game. I I love when it's standalone. That last week of of December or the first, excuse me, that first full weekend of December is when it usually is, and it stand it stands alone. Usually leads into the Heisman. This year it was kind of watered down with the other games, but I still watched fifteen nothing. It was like a blowout in baseball, man. But I still watched it. I still loved it. I think if it was, you know, the Citadel versus Coastal Carolina and it was 15 nothing, I probably turned it off. I didn't turn it off. You know, I I I hate I love to hate that offense, but it's it, it's something it's like art when Army plays Navy. And then the singing of the songs at the end of the game is really cool. Just the respect between the two clubs. It, it it's everything that's good with college football wrapped into one game. No doubt. Those guys are 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 you know, uh the true definition of student athletes. And let me tell you this uniforms, both of them are top, top notch, man. Always. Awesome looking uniforms. Um, but I will say this, it felt like three, nothing was insurmountable for part of, for part of the game it was like three, nothing It's like a soccer game. When it gets to be one, nothing, you know, oh, this one's over. This one's over, man. But I enjoyed it. I watched 95% of it. It was still a lot of fun. As you said, a lot of, a lot of respect. And speaking of which, as you were talking about, I want to let you know I got I finally got in touch with the VFW um, uh, because I had some some family stuff last week. I couldn't meet the dude, so I dropped it in the mail to him. He he said he would let me know when he got it. He hasn't responded yet, but the check is literally in the mail to the VFW yeah. and and, uh, and Kyle. So and I've been in contact. Hey Casey, it's that time. You know what time it is. I don't think he could have done any worse if he tried. Oh, I think that as a victory. These guys are doing research, so why should I? Beef, you stink the most. A true believer in what they're doing in North Carolina. That's why I'm picking Virginia Tech, Tennessee. I love Spencer Rattler. I agree with Marty. I don't like this. Look, you smell it in the back door cover. There he is, Zach Locks Parker. And I'm only going to love Spencer Rattler if he wins this week. I'm breaking up with him if he doesn't. How's it going, Zach? Good. How are you guys? Doing good, doing good. Good, good, good. good. Big, oh, big week here, man. Championship week. Let's do this, man. <laughs> it, it, is, this is- it is championship week. And um, I told I told Beef, I was all talking crap saying uh, I got the Coleman College shirt on because I'm going to school you today in these picks. But uh, <laughs> irrational confidence, but confidence nonetheless. <laughs> hey, uh, Casey's not out of this, Zach. We got a five-game lead on Casey, but um, – he could theoretically let me see if I got the standings. Was I smart enough to put him up here? Or, you know, smart enough not to put him up here is probably the, the better thing to do. I don't see him, so maybe I didn't do that. Um anyway, you and I are 36 and 37 on the season. 36, 37, and two. Oh, there they are. Solid. 36, 37, and two. The beef is 31, 42, and two. So with five games on the schedule, he's not out of this thing. No, nope. we we both have to go five and zero, oh, and he'd have to go. I mean, we'd both have to go zero oh and five. He'd have to go five and zero, oh, and we'd have a three way tie. So we are going to let him into our tiebreaker world today. Uh, okay. He probably he probably wasn't paying attention when we said what it was, so we, he'll have to he'll have to make it up. Um, but here we go. <laughs> it, it, it is championship week, um, and here we go. First game up. Let me get my – boy, what a producer I am, man. Who are we picking? <laughs> We're picking the uh, the uh, English soccer Serie A. <laughs> I don't even know the team, so I can't even fake it. 
<laughs> yes, obviously I am too. All right. First I game. Might have, I might have a better chance. Yeah. <laughs> Northwestern versus Ohio State. 20 and a half points. Northwestern is getting 20 and a half points from Ohio State. As always, the person who needs the most help goes lap, goes first. Casey the Beef Creek, and who you got? I'm going with Northwest because Ohio State needs uh, bonus points by winning a lot. And so that's why I'm clearly going with the opposite of what's going to happen just because. And I'm going with Northwestern. All right. I think the storm is hitting you because you're cutting in and out there. But I heard Northwestern. So I'm assuming. There you are. I hear you. Okay. And I'm using the same logic, but I'm taking the logical team. I think Ohio State is going to want to win by 150. We talked a couple of weeks ago, I think, about there's the dumb Big Ten championship games. I think it's going to be another 52 to 7, 52 to 10, something like that. So I'm taking Ohio State. Zach Locks, who you got? Yeah, it's going to be a blowout, guys. I think this is going to be a uh, not much of a challenge, even by halftime. Unfortunately, for Northwestern, they don't they don't move the ball near as quick as Ohio State does, uh, and and Ohio State knows they're going to have to get up and down the field and really try to impress some people to uh, be truly considered to be in this this uh, final top four. So, mark me down for Ohio State on this one as well, guys. Ooh. All right. So so far so good, Zach. We're on the, we're on pace here to to end up with the tie. Oklahoma minus is is giving Iowa State five and a half. Now Iowa State beat Oklahoma the first go round. Locks, you're up first. Who you got? They did beat them the first time. Um, you know, it's it's a rematch. Uh, it was only in October though, but and I think Oklahoma is a different team then. I think we can all agree with that. Uh, they've, they've gotten on quite a roll. Since then, you know, what would they be without those two losses, like we've said before? Um, and it is your, your, your buddy Spencer Rattler. So, um, you know, I, both teams had over 400 yards in that game, too, of offense. So look for this one to, to be up and down the field, a typical Big 12 uh, track meet, if you will. Um, I think Oklahoma will win. Um, but I, I think I'm going to stick with Iowa State, actually, uh, for the pick on this one. It, I think it's going to be closer than everyone thinks here. Whoa, Iowa State. I'd already typed in I'd already, I'd already t- typed in Oklahoma because of nope. your, your narrative. But all right, beef. Oklahoma, uh-huh. Iowa State. I'm gonna go with Oklahoma. Am I out? I'm I'm breaking up again. Kind of around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got it. We got it. We got Oklahoma for the beef. And um, I had the exact same narrative as Locks did, but I came out with a different answer. So we are diverging on this one, Locks. This could be uh, the difference maker. And if Spencer Rattler costs me this championship, I am breaking up with him. <laughs> it, is a, it will be official, but I'm going with Oklahoma. Oh, man, I got to go first or the next one. Louisiana is playing is get, getting three and a half points at Coastal Carolina. The game's actually – in Myrtle Beach, I'm sure we'll see Nelson with the big wig on and everything on the sidelines. Um, went back and forth on this one. I At first, I thought maybe Louisiana might win, but I've been saying Coastal's going to lose for a month now, and they haven't. They found ways to win. I think they're still going to find a way to win this game, but I'm going to I'm gonna hang with Billy's, boy, Billy's boys and the hook. Close game. Probably a three-pointer. I'm going to take Louisiana and the three points, but Coastal to win. And that would mean, Locks, you're up next. Uh, opposite again. I'm going Coastal here. Coastal. They, they really, uh, they've impressed me in the past couple of weeks when I haven't really been thinking that they had what it took, you know, uh, versus uh, BYU really, you know, showed up and, and showed out. And, and there's just there's something with this team. We've been saying all year, they're just – I don't know. It's like the mullet magic. I don't know what they have going on, but uh, yeah, they're fun to watch. Uh, I hope they win. I'd like to see an undefeated team uh, keep rolling like this. So, yeah, mark me down for Coastal here. All right. Locks has Coastal. Beef, you want to sign your pick? You want to write it out? And <laughs> you're, going, you're going with Coastal. Uh, I like I like when he can't talk a lot. It works out pretty well for us. I'm going with Locks. <laughs> All right. Oh, the big one. Here's what everybody has tuned in to hear. 
Clemson is giving Notre Dame 10 and a half points. 10 and a half points. This game's played in Charlotte. Clemson's home away from home. Different vibe on this one. Now, I heard several scenarios here of, of why this spread is so much. The last thing I heard was those guys making the line must know something that we don't know because they're like, it's Trevor worst 10. You know, one narrative I don't hear, I, you know, I hear Notre Dame won and Clemson didn't, Clemson hung on with, um, with, you know, without all these players. One thing I haven't heard is very few people realize Clemson had a seven point lead with the ball at the end of the game. And even after that, they had a seven point lead with Notre Dame 91 yards from the goal. So they were very, very close to winning this game. All that to say, Beef, you're up first. And I don't, I don't know who you want to sign, how you want to sign this one. Clemson, Notre Dame, Beef. It's just not there. <laughs> Can you- uh, I'm going to go with Clemson. All there right. Woo, Beef. Okay. Now, check it out. Uh, I'm up next. Okay. Ten and a half points. I think Clemson wins this game. Again, I'm not sure about the spread. I'm I wanna say they're gonna cover that spread, but again, the hook is sitting there too pretty. And I can see a, a 31-21 game or 41-31 game. I'm gonna take Clemson to win, Notre Dame to cover. Yell at me in the comments, everybody. Zach Locks Parker, he got <laughs> I hear you. I this is a tough one, you know. We watched the line. When did it come out? Uh, this podcast last week, I think. Seven and a half is where it started. Climbed up to like 11, 11 and a half. Now we're down at 10 and a half. So um, it's, been, it's been interesting to, to watch it and, and to go back and look at what happened in the first game. Really, it really confuses me. I, I, I think it's going to be closer uh, than everybody thinks. I mean, I think this is going to come down to the wire again. I wish it wouldn't. Uh, I'd love Clemson, you know, I'd love angry Clemson to come out, but I don't know if they're, if angry Clemson is going to be available for this one. Uh, you know, Notre Dame's look pretty, pretty impressive. I don't think Clemson's defense has played very passionately the past couple of games. Um, hopefully they will show up for this one. Um, but I, I too, uh, I'm going to take Notre Dame here because I just don't think Clemson's going to cover the 10 and a half. So, um, and, and before I forget, too, big shout out. I think I hopefully have some family uh, listening in your neck of the woods there, Marty, uh, in Sugarland, Texas. My aunt and my uncle and your cousins. Yeah, they, uh, <laughs> they're, they're all Notre Dame fans. So uh, <laughs> I picked uh, Notre Dame just not to win. Sorry, guys. Hey, welcome in, Zach's uh, aunt and uncle. I, I jokingly named you Aunt Tilly because Zach wouldn't tell me your name. but And I was going to name a um, – one of the episodes after you, but I don't know. I got distracted. I'm, I'm old and got distracted. It's, it's, it's easy to do. So, hey, hey Alyssa. <laughs> Alyssa, welcome in. Zach says hi, and he's terrible at picking games. Favorite right. aunt. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite aunt. That's hilarious. All right. Well, all right. Now we need Mama Cregan to, to, to chime in and to give me her meatball recipe, Casey, because I heard on Chopping Beef she's <laughs> – had the best meatballs ever. So, in uh, case you can't talk, that's pretty cool. All right. <laughs> Alabama is giving Florida 17 points. Is that enough? Um, Locks, you're up first. Is it enough or not enough? Where do we go? Alabama and Florida, 17 points. Well, I've, I've brought this up for the past couple of weeks. You know, what is, what's the over under going to be? And I, I sent it to you guys earlier today 74 and a half is the over under for this game. Fantastic. <laughs> what's he putting up? <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> oh, what's it say? Uh, Alabama by a thousand. I think. Okay. <laughs> so uh, the the not even, his, in. Not even his <laughs> turn. She said, she, she said uh, hello. She said, Great oh. show. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, seventy-four and a half. I still like the over. Honestly, myself, I think uh, there's no way that Alabama doesn't put up fifty plus on this one. I. Uh, I, I also think that Florida's going to score a little bit here, too. Um, they're disappointed about last week. They really screwed that game up bad. I'm sure they've been running snaps from throwing the shoe. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I like Alabama to cover, but look for a high-scoring game, high-scoring, like <laughs> 60 to, you know, 45 type of thing. It, it's going to be way up there, 65, 55. 
45. Can't do my math. All right. <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe Aunt Alyssa can help you with your math. All right. Uh, accountant. <laughs> obviously, she can help you with the math. All right. And this is the first game we all three agreed on because I'm taking Alabama. I went back and forth on this one, too, because same reason Zach said. I thought, you know, maybe Florida, Alabama would kind of take it easy a little bit and Florida would be mad. Speaking of which, every team has a reason to be mad, right? Alabama didn't make the playoffs last year. Um, Notre Dame's not getting all the respect because everybody thinks Clemson's going to beat them after they beat Clemson earlier. Ohio State is everybody saying they shouldn't be in the playoff. I mean, everybody's going to be angry this week. All right, let's go yeah. to our um, alternate games. First one up, Tulsa getting 14 and a half at Cincinnati. The game's at Cincinnati. This is another team I keep betting against. And it hasn't worked out talking about <laughs> Cincinnati. I'm going to take Tulsa in a 14 and a half just because of the hook. I don't know. I think Tulsa will give them a good game. Um, I think Tulsa is a good football team. Are they as good as Cincinnati? I haven't seen Cincinnati a lot. So this is a wild guess on my part. I am going to take Tulsa in the 14 and a half. Locks, who you got? I, I'm with you. I haven't seen much of either team. Just seen highlights. Um, even I've seen more uh, Cincinnati highlights than Tulsa even too. But the 14 and a half, just an ugly number for me. Uh, totally agree. I, I, I think uh, Tulsa will hang in there. I'm, I'm sure maybe they'll maybe they even do an upset. Who knows? I mean, that would really shut down the the, uh, <laughs> the, the outer five here. They're not going to even have a chance if Cincinnati loses. So uh, yeah, give me Tulsa here too. Same same story. All right, Beef. Can you talk? Nope. All right. The beef, I don't know what we're going to do at the end of the show. We usually do the wrap-up. You do such a fine job. Uh, so Yeah, I'll say Tulsa, but I'm probably not. Oh, heard it. Good. Cool. All right. Final game, Oregon. Getting three points at Southern Cal. We hear that. Uh, beef, you're up first. Oregon or Southern Cal? Oh, oh, Oregon. Oregon. Right. Oregon. It, it only works when he says the name of the team. That's kind of weird. I'm, <laughs> I'm also going to go with Oregon here. I don't know. Southern Cal hasn't impressed me in the least bit, but they're undefeated. So, you know, who knows? I, it really doesn't matter. It's the seventh game on the list. So I know you wanted to count these games last week, Zach, but the only count, somebody else gets canceled. In this yeah. case, two games have to get canceled. Who you got? I got USC. Uh, I'm, I'm taking USC, ride, riding with them still. But like, like you said, I, I doubt it. We'll we'll get to it. It has to be some major uh, COVID situations to uh, cancel a couple games in front. But uh, I, I just USC just as a a better team, and you know Oregon shouldn't have been there to start with. It was Washington's game to play, so I, yeah. I'm going to ride with them. And being Wednesday night, hopefully we don't get any cancellations after Wednesday night. Okay, we talked about a tiebreaker. I know we got some different some different picks here, but theoretically it could still be a tie. So we're going to go, Casey, you might want to pay attention. Um, uh, we're going to go with the total points, right? Clemson, Notre Dame, two teams, combined points. Beef, you're up first. You had Clemson winning by a million, so it's got to be at least a million and fifty. <laughs> Hell of a mime. Five, five, four, fifty-four. Man, I knew I should have. I should have paid attention when. Uh, Poor guy. <laughs> when Parker was taking sign language, I should have been take, paying attention because <laughs> uh, I didn't know I was going to need it today. All right, I'm going to go higher than fifty-four. Um, I think that was right around where I was going to go though. Hmm. Uh, so B took fifty-four, 54. from me. Fifty-four. Yeah. Fifty-four. He said that. He said that two minutes ago. Yep. <laughs> Um, let's see. Beef said 54, so um, uh, I'm going to go, let's see, uh, 58. I'll go 58. Zach Locks Parker, what you got? So to qualify, is this like the price is right? Uh, closest without going over? <laughs> yeah, I, I thought about that. Uh, not the price is right. I thought about which way we're going to go, and I think we should just, just total. How about I mean. Just total. Because we'll be here all day figuring this out. How, total yards. We'll be we'll be down to total yards or first downs or something. Give me sixty six. We're hitting over on this one, boys. All right. He goes high. Beef goes low. I'm in the middle. So okay, let's review these picks. Now remember, Zach and I are dead in a dead heat here for the coveted 500. 
the company initial Sluggo Championship. Winner, the other two losers have to donate to their charity of choice, which we have listed. Okay. Casey the Beef Cregan quietly took Northwestern, Oklahoma, <laughs> Coastal Carolina, Clemson, Alabama, Tulsa, Oregon, and 54 points. Now, how how often do you hear somebody say Casey quietly did whatever? Not very often. Not very First often. for everything. <laughs> I took Ohio State, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Notre Dame, Alabama, Tulsa, and Oregon. I'm really scared because a lot of those are the same as Casey's. And Zach Locks Park, oh, I took 58 points. Zach Locks Parker took Ohio State, Iowa State, Coastal Carolina, Notre Dame, Alabama, Tulsa, Southern California. Fellas, if this is our is if this is our last week of now, I've got to get the rundown here. If this is our last week of uh Doing these picks, it's been a lot of fun. I don't. We haven't talked about whether we're going to continue into the bowl season, all four games, and playoffs. But since we're talking about championship week, I think this is it. But it's been a great. It's been a lot of fun for me. I've really, really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, lot, lot, a lot of fun. Let me get the exit pulled up here for it, so I can. Um, there it is. All right, Casey can't talk. I know everybody's happy about that, especially me. <laughs> but we're going to close it out. I wanted to thank Zach Lobs Parker for joining us and your entire extended family, apparently. Yep, <laughs> it's great. Thanks. And Alisa, is it Alisa? I don't know how you say Alyssa. it. Alyssa. I'm oh, sorry, yep. Alyssa. Sorry about that. Uh, Aunt Alyssa and the fam. Casey, Mama Cregan and, and the meatballs. We also want to thought, thank Nelson Wilhite, Tom Gladyshevsky. Is that how you say that name? Aaron Kahn, Sean Flood, Brian Hutto, everyone over at Seldom News Reserve. We get a lot of likes and thanks. Everyone at Sluggo Podcast, the Facebook group, has been a great uh, a great amount of fun for Casey and I. Uh, and the Chopping Beef. Now, Casey can't talk about the Chopping Beef, Zach. What's up tomorrow on the Chopping Beef? Uh, a, a multitude of topics. Uh, most are off-color. Uh, so so be sure to, uh, if the children are listening, to have earmuffs. Uh, yes. We, we, we will be around, that's for sure. <laughs> totally, totally different show than this one. And I wonder if Casey will be able to talk on that. Casey might be buried in snow. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. And also, Casey brought up, put on the list here, the sidelines gig he's got for Clemson sidelines. Um, everyone who listens, likes, and shares. My friends here, Zach and Casey, thank you guys so much. We'll see, yeah. we'll see you next week. Maybe no picks, but we're still going to talk. We'll be talking playoffs for Sounds real. Later. All right, see you. I think that sounds pretty good.